Hey guys, this is your host, Ryan Sebastian. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to the Youth and Culture podcast and making this part of your day today. Um, this week, it's a special week for a lot of youth ministries because uh, this is Valentine's week and I'm sure that a lot of you listening are doing a series this month or uh, doing a one-off lesson about either sex or dating. It seems like this is the month that we like to concentrate on these two topics. Um, to be honest with you, February is uh, is always a month that I dread uh, because I know that that the, these two topics uh, for lessons and series are important, but I do not enjoy teaching them. Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a, a scaredy cat or don't want to deal with parents. And uh, because there is a lot of communication you have to do with parents, you have to do uh, with sometimes with your pastor and other staff uh, and what you're teaching, because it can be a little sensitive, especially for those sixth graders and seventh graders, and also a little sensitive for uh, helicopter parents who are very overly involved. Um, but I do have to, and the flip side of that, uh, it's an important topic, so don't run away and be discouraged from covering this, this type of topic in your ministry. Uh, but this week, um, I am excited about this week's interview uh, because it, we're, we're going to be talking about a topic, to be honest with you, I have never heard on a podcast, I've never read in a youth ministry book, and that's this topic of God, God's calling. But before we get into that, let's take a pause and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Covenant Eyes, and start protecting your home today. Like I said, I have never heard of this topic of God's calling in, in any podcast I've listened to, youth ministry books that I've read. I'm not saying that they're not out there. It's just I have never actually uh, listened or read and about this topic in the youth ministry world. And I think this topic is extremely important because it's something that the 
average person struggles with, whether you're going into ministry or going into secular work, it's, it's a topic I think everyone who's a believer in Christ struggles with. Uh, it's a topic that I have talked to my seniors almost every year when they graduate. This is a topic that they struggle with, and what's God calling me to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? What does God want me to do? Does he want me to go into ministry? Does he want me to do this or that? So this is a something that your students, specifically seniors who are about to graduate, are struggling with. And this is what um, sometimes we even struggle with in ministry. If God's, it's God calling us to something else or moving our hearts to do something um, do something else. And so this topic of, of God's calling is extremely important. And I sometimes think that we don't understand what God's calling is or, or to know what, if God is calling us to something. So I'm very thankful to be talking to Garrett Lowe specifically about this topic, um, about God's calling. So tune in as we talk with Garrett Love. Hey guys, I am really, really excited about uh, today's topic. It's it's a topic that I personally have not heard talked about much at all on any podcast I listen to. And, and when it comes to even some books relating to youth ministry, I don't, I don't see this topic talked about a lot as well. And this is the topic of, of God's calling uh, in, in your life. And so I'm very thankful that I get to talk to today to Garrett uh, Lowe. If that's a, if I get your last name correct. Yep, that's it. Just like the yeah. department store. <laughs> yes. No relation. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well Garrett, I, I'm, I'm highly excited to have you on the podcast today. But for those of, uh, who may not know who you are, how about you introduce yourself a little bit and your journey in ministry? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I think it's so important to talk about culture and also youth. And so I love what you're doing. And yeah, my name's Garrett Lowe and I work at a church in York, Pennsylvania, not New York, just regular old York. And it's a, I, I'm the next gen pastor here at Living Word Community Church. And I haven't met too many people with that title next gen pastor so i always have to explain it when people ask me what that is so basically i oversee the next gen department at our church so we have a kid life ministry middle school high school and young adults and so i just oversee those different areas and really get the get to pop in on sunday mornings and be a fourth grade small group leader sometimes and other times I get to preach on Sunday or Sunday nights, I might pop in and give a lesson to the high school. So I just, I really am privileged. I feel blessed that I get to interact with the whole scope of the next generation at this church and have really good people on the team here doing really great stuff. So that's about it in a nutshell. 
But yeah, the one thing I had to, to add, uh, which I thought was kind of neat uh, in some way, in, in a way, is, is how we kind of connected. Um, uh, uh, we got connected, I think, through LinkedIn. Yeah. Remember correct? Mm-hmm. We got connected through, through there, and you, you kind of shared your heart a little bit um, and, your, and your passion on LinkedIn. And I wanted, I wanted to bring that and talk about that. For any of you who are listening and you have something on your heart, something you're passionate about, and, and you want to talk about it, feel, feel free to shoot me a DM um, through Instagram and Facebook. All the links are on, uh, on the show notes. And my handle is just, our handle is just Youth and Culture 2000. Uh, I would love to talk about your passions and your heart and ministry. And maybe possibly you'll, uh, we can even talk a little bit about it on the podcast. Uh, but Garrett, um, this topic of God's calling, God calling your life, um, what made you start paying attention to God's calling? Ryan, like, so I grew up in a church and so I've heard this phrase, God's calling over and over again as a young kid and read it in the, all the Bible stories. God called Moses through a burning bush uh, Jesus called his disciples, you know, God had his prophets and he called Jonah to go to Nineveh. And so I grew up with this, hearing this language. And I remember our pastor and even guest speakers like missionaries and other pastors would use that phrase, God's calling on your life. And I've heard people, when I was in junior high, I remember having the desire to go into ministry. And I remember uh, a guest speaker at our school saying, well, make sure that you're called. Make sure that you know that God's calling you to that. And so I've heard this topic of God's calling talked about just in very vague ways with a lot of mystery wrapped around it. But then also it's used with a lot of authority, you know, make sure that you're called brother, you know, before you get into the the ministry. And, but I've never really heard any actual practical steps of how do you discern God's calling? And I worked at a Bible college for five years, Lancaster Bible College, as a resident director. And I would, I would listen to students come back from mission trips and they would say, you know, I feel called to go to Turkey. And I'm like, well, can you explain that? Like, why do you feel called now to go to this place that you just visited? And they would, a, a typical response back was, I, I don't know, I just feel called. And so I actually got to a pretty cynical point with God's calling. So I, I just told myself, eh, people can feel something, but I, you know, this kid that maybe felt called to go to Turkey's selling insurance now or something like that. So like what happened to the, the call there? Um, and so I really just kind of filed God's calling away, put it on the back burner. It's just a phrase Christians use. It's a, it's a way to give an excuse to pursue something that you don't have to give an explanation for, right? Oh, so yeah. you can't argue with me because I, I just feel God calling me to do this. I'm like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you argue with someone with that? Um, but I was working as a youth pastor at my, the church I grew up in, just bought a house. It was a block away from my parents, so I had free babysitting. And it was in a great neighborhood. And I was in a job that I knew how to do and loved. And I just, you know, for the third time, I had a mentor ask me to work with him. 
And I had kept telling him no. And then I'm like, well, maybe God's calling me to work here. So I told him I'd pray about it. It Took six months to read and journal and pray and seek mentors. And during that process, I just saw this model emerging from my journal that I used as for discernment to then make a move. And so that's, that's kind of what sparked it. I just took six months to ask God, hey, what is calling? Are you calling me? And if so, how do I know that it's, it's you guiding me, uh, calling me to this thing? And so the, the last three years, I've just been tweaking this model. I've been teaching it on retreats and uh, in, in master's level classes in Latin America. And just really, every time that I use this with one-on-one conversations uh, or in the classroom or a retreat environment, I just see light bulbs going off. And I just see this area of God's calling that used to be talked about with a lot of mystery. People are starting to get a little more clarity on how to discern God's, God's calling for their life. Yeah, you, you, you briefly touched on something um, that in my experience as well, I've heard a lot uh, when it comes to this realm of God's calling, and it's the phrase, I feel. Right. <laughs> I feel. And, uh, and when, when I have, when I have, when I have students come up to me and saying that stuff, and even when I was in, when I, when I was in college and seminary and hearing a lot of this stuff as well, uh, the, uh, what I like to kind of talk back at the people who are saying, I feel this way, or feel God's calling me, uh, calling me to do this. And then I ask, well, is, is your feelings, true because 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 the scripture also talks about your heart is desperately wicked sure yeah deceitful (laughs) deceitful (laughs) above all things (laughs) yes uh and desperately wicked so are are you sure that your feelings are really what what is your god's calling because the thing is you can you can feel something one minute and feel something else the next minute sure Uh, so your decisions shouldn't be based off of how you feel yeah um anyway so that's the kind of route i go to but i'm I'm glad you talk about that because that's what I hear mostly uh, when it comes to this idea and this topic of God's calling your life is uh, as the way you feel led to do something, feel God's calling you to do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just talked with a youth pastor yesterday and just one of his students who was leading the Bible study got to a hard point, you know, in the study, something came up that was a little difficult relationally. And that he went, this kid went to this youth pastor and just said, I just feel God calling me away from leading the study. (laughs) And he definitely pushed back on him. He's like, well, uh, are you like, tell me more about that. And he couldn't really give an explanation, but it's, it just gets used as an excuse sometime. I I agree. To, to move with what you feel at the moment. Sure. No, 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 I absolutely agree. and, I, and this is going off a little, little topic a little bit, a little bit too. But uh, when I think of feelings, using that phrase too, I, I be, when I, when it comes to a, a teenage drama world, uh-huh. I merely also think of uh, the breakup scenario. Sure, <laughs> they, they pull the god card. <laughs> yes, I feel called to something else. Right. Um, anyway, so h- how would you? come how how have you come to discern god's calling 
Yeah, so the model that emerged from my journaling was really these three big areas of life. And they are your talents, your opportunities, and your passions. And so the model that I, uh, that I feel like God gifted me is, um, I call it top calling, T-O-P, top calling. And so that just stands for those three big areas, talents, opportunities, and passions. And I believe that, that God has given us all these talents. So you think of the parable of the talents uh, from the book of Matthew, but not just your skills and abilities, but also how you're wired. So I break talents up into how you're wired, equipped, and gifted. So wiring could be your, your strengths finders results or your Myers-Briggs or the ever so popular en- Enneagram right now, yes. you know? It looks like a uh, pentagram, by the way. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's like your wiring and then you're equipped, your skills and abilities, talents, and then gifted, that's specifically referring to spiritual gifts. And the area of opportunity, I broke that up into three areas of your role, what role or platform you have, your resources, things like time, money, health, energy, education, and then relationships, mentors, teachers, friends, partners. And the last area, the P, stands for passions. And that's probably the most misunderstood area of calling. Like you were saying, people just feel a certain way. And so in the course that I, that I teach, I created a passion scale to explain uh, more about that. But, uh, but it does play a role, and it is a very important role. And I believe that all those three areas exist, your talents, opportunities, and passions. They have been given to us to meet needs in the world. And so I describe needs. I mean, you think of Ephesians 2.10. You've been created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance, in advance for you. I should back up and say he calls you a masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece, his workmanship created to do good works. And so we see that in Ephesians. We also see Jesus teaching uh, that in Matthew, Matthew chapter five, I believe, where he's talking about you're the, you're the light of the world. You know, you're a city on a hill and let your good deeds shine so that others could glorify God. And so we see this theme throughout scripture of God calling us to meet needs, to make a difference. And I break that down, the needs category into three areas of any, any work that you do that produces something, maintains, or repairs. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to like basic calling what is god calling me to do well you're called to do good work i mean after faith after salvation you know in first timothy six twelve, paul says to timothy you know you've been fight the good fight of faith take hold of the eternal life to which you were called all right so there's calling there you're called to faith and to fight your faith and then you're called to live a holy life right we're called to become holy people we see paul telling timothy that again in first uh, timothy 1 9 he has saved us and called us to a holy life. But outside of salvation and becoming more like Jesus, becoming holy, we're called to meet needs. And so you can actually fulfill your calling in any stage of life because you can meet needs. You know, you can produce things. You can maintain 
systems and environments. Uh, and you can also repair, repair stuff that's been broken. So that's kind of the model there, top calling, talents, opportunities, passions, and using them to meet needs. No, no absolutely. We talked about this um, a little bit uh, before recording, uh, but, but when I think of, of calling, because I struggle with this, this same topic I struggle with, and I think most people um, in ministry, going into ministry, have struggled with this um, of what is God calling me to? I feel like God's calling me to ministry. I don't know what kind of ministry he's calling me to. Um, and all this, and this, all these questions uh, and insecurities and anxieties, all these things pop up around this topic of God's calling in my life. And then it goes beyond that for kids uh, or in your, on your youth group who are about to graduate high school, figuring out what's God calling me to do, what college is God calling me to go to, what, what's, what's my major. So this is a topic that's constantly thought of in most people's lives as God, God's calling. Uh, but for, for, so I struggle with it just like anybody else. But one thing that someone in my life told me, and it has a lot to do with what you just said, is, is about being obedient. The mm. first thing uh, we're called to do is be obedient uh, and be obedient to God's word, which, and also we're called to worship. And all that encompasses a lot of what, what you just said as well. And another, another thing that you have, you mentioned, and uh, and what's also talked talk to me early on is about passions. And, and when we talk about passions, passions is not necessarily, there's feelings involved in it uh, and passions, but it's not uh, solely a feeling. Uh, but I, I like to define a passion is it's something that if it, that if it rem, was removed, you can do nothing else. Like yeah. That's the, that's the one thing that you have to do. In, in your life, you have to do that. And for me personally, and I think for a lot of people who are in ministry and doing youth ministry or any form of full-time ministry or part-time is that if that was removed from their life, they, they would, there would be a, a giant hole in their life because that's yeah. what their passions wrapped around. Um, I love the reason why I am in, in youth ministry and serve youth is the fact that I am passionate about seeing this generation next generation come to christ and reaching their peers for christ Amen. that that is my passion that's what i do what i do now that may change my role yeah uh and that my role may change i may mm -hmm. i may uh be uh uh working another church may god be moving there or in an organization that's doing the same the same exact thing reaching teens for Christ and seeing them reach their peers for Christ, uh, disciples making disciples. Um, so that's how, when I think of calling, that's, that's what I have always been taught. And that's just what aligned what you're saying as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. So in, in your course that, um, you teach about specifically about this topic of God's calling your life, um, you devote an entire section to the seasons of calling. Uh, mm. what, is, what is that about? Yeah, so those three big areas that make up a calling, your talents, opportunities, and passions, you're not always going to be fully matured or grown 
in each of those areas. So when a person is born into the world, they're not very aware of their talents, how they're wired or what their gifts are, and they don't know what they're passionate about. So they're just kind of the first season that I see a lot of people being born into is uh, a world of opportunity. Like right away, they have a role. They're someone's son or daughter, right? They have resources. They're given a bottle and a binky and a clean diaper and food, all that stuff. So that's, that's probably just a, a starting season uh, for someone. But this could look like a teenager as well who just is not very self-aware about how they're gifted and what their, what their skills are, how they're wired. And it could be they don't even really know what they're passionate about outside of a video game, right? <laughs> and so they just, they're surrounded by all these opportunities, but maybe they're not even leveraging them well. So when I look at the seasons of calling, I'm looking at these three main areas of some are, maybe they're imbalanced and maybe they're not intersecting in great ways. And so that's, that's a really, it's, I think this is where the, the practical stuff comes in uh, around this idea of calling. Because yeah, I'm meeting a need in the world, okay? Uh, I have the talent to meet that need and I've been given the opportunity that releases my talent into the world to meet that need, but I'm not passionate about it. So that's just a season of calling where you're still fulfilling God's calling on your life by meeting a need, but I would call that season productive, but passionless. So you're never going to be totally without one of those areas. There's going to be stuff like I worked at McDonald's, right? And I'm not passionate about burgers and fries, but I'm passionate about people. So McDonald's hired me to meet the need of flipping burgers and, and fries. And I had the talent and the opportunity to do that. But the job that I showed up to do, the need that I showed up to meet when I worked at McDonald's was to love people, to be a listener, to be an encourager, to invite people to youth group when we'd have conversations in the break room. Like I could still fulfill God's calling in my life because I could love people and encourage and be a witness. And so part of what I think uh, this course does is help people embrace the season of calling that they're in and help them realize that it is just a season and here's how you can live with wisdom in that season right now. And then the next steps help get clarity on the next steps you can take to get to the next season. Absolutely. Uh, one thing, cause I, I wouldn't try to make this a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit practical. And, and what I mean by that is, is there's there is one scenario I think everyone who is listening has dealt with, or to me I deal with this every single year, and that is when a senior is about to graduate, mm. yeah, uh, and they are freaking out. So I because uh, I think that our culture it puts so much pressure on students to know what they're doing with their life, what mm. job and career they're going to go into before they even graduate high school. Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> no and, pressure. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Constant pressure. And so one of the things I, I deal with constantly is this area of God's calling with, a, with specifically seniors. I deal with it with all age groups, but I deal with it mostly with uh, seniors about to graduate. 
uh, figure out uh, what is God calling to do? What, what am I supposed to do? If, and if, if for those who are listening, who are, who are youth leaders who deal with this constantly in their, in their youth ministries, how, how would you encourage uh, a youth leader to handle that situation? Awesome. I love this question. Okay. So I recently just recorded, I hired a videographer and I recorded the last retreat that, uh, that I did on this. And my hope is that youth pastors, small group leaders, young adult pastors would make this course a part of their yearly curriculum so that when a senior in high school is getting ready to graduate, that they go through this five week course so that they're equipped with a model of discernment for how they can then move out into either the workforce or college. So let's just take that example, that question, how would a youth leader work with, let's just say the senior is graduating, they've applied to some colleges, let's say they got accepted and they know that they're going to have three months uh, to move into uh, before they leave for college. So they got the summertime. So in that season, of calling, I believe that I would identify that season as develop or die. And I call it develop or die because this is a season where they are moving, they will have passion. All right, okay, I'm, I'm going to college, I'm excited about college, I have a passion to learn more. And they've been given a great opportunity, uh, the great resource of, resource of education. And so they're moving into the season where there's great opportunity that meets the passion and there's very, very little talent. So this is, a, this is an awesome stage to be in because it's, it's developmental. You're moving into one of the most beautiful seasons of life where you get the chance to develop your talents, your, how you're wide. You get to, I mean, I came out of my shell in college. I went to a small Christian school. I graduated in a, cl a class of uh, 12 <laughs> and I wasn't a very popular kid at all. And then I get to college and I'm meeting all these relationships and I was, I felt like I was able to embrace who I was. And so, you know, when, when I, when a high schooler gets launched out into the world, sometimes they come out of their shell. And so I, I would, I would try to coach the student to get excited about all the opportunities they're going to come in contact with and use that season to intentionally grow your talents. You know, find out more about how you're wired. What are your strengths? Um, how are you gifted? I think that college is great because they make you take all these gen eds. And you might have a class that you have no interest in whatsoever. And then all of a sudden that opportunity sparked a passion you didn't even know about. And because that opportunity and passion meant it changes the trajectory of your life and you start developing these talents that you were unaware of. And so I really think that it's this embracing that season of develop or die. Now, here's what happens. You know, you can go to college and I was an RA for several years and I met this kid who got a full ride. Okay. A full ride scholarship, which is a great opportunity. Great, great. And this kid uh, got there on a baseball scholarship. By the end of his first semester, he had a 1.6. Man. <laughs> you know, just wanted, to, just wanted to party, just yeah. wanted to show up. And, you know, college was just a, he just, you know, squandered that opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
and and then no longer got to uh, play baseball, which I'm sure was his passion. And so the that that whole season, his, his talents just died. You know, so develop or die is kind of why I call that that season because I see that those are the two extremes that can happen. You can either develop just amazing talents you didn't even know you had and meet needs in the world like you've never done before, or you could just die. You could get terminated, you know? Same thing goes for job opportunities and, and, and other things. But that's, that's kind of my, my long answer for how would I would uh, coach this youth pastor to mentor a young person to really help them move into that season with wisdom, embracing the opportunities that are going to develop them further. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, for, for, for me, for many years, uh, kind of like the same thing. I, I, it's not as articulated um, in the way you, that way you organize and articulate it, but uh, some of the same points, some, some things I've learned to do over the years with my students as well, because uh, you have a choice of who you want to be once you graduate. You have that. You have that choice of who you want to be. Mm. You want to, because you no longer have mommy and daddy over your shoulder. That's unless, right. Uh, unless you're still living at home, there's still some of those <laughs> who still are at home. Uh, but typically, most 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 kids uh, when they go to college don't have mommy over their shoulder and mommy and daddy tell them what to do. Uh, they have immense freedom. Uh, so, with that immense freedom, is when you make a choice of who you want to be. And that that has to do with that that develop or die uh, scenario. Do you do you want to develop your talents, your gifts, and and, and through that, and, and actually in serving in a church and learning uh, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Uh, that that even described me uh, in college as well. It's if I w- I was an extreme introvert to the extreme. Uh, especially middle school, I, I was, uh, my people thought I had a problem because <laughs> I just never talked <laughs> yeah. and, uh, entered high school. I got a job, which helped me to get kind of out of my shell a little bit and actually talk mm-hmm. to people. And, but where I developed the most was in college. I, I never in a million years would, uh, think that I would be gifted at teaching. Uh, if wow. you asked me, you asked me in high school, I would said, "Heck no." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I would give me in front of a stage and stage of people with people in front of me. No, uh, it's just not going to happen. And I did not learn that I had the gift of teaching until I entered college and had was yeah. forced to get in front of people and start right. talking. And, <laughs> and that's when I learned that God has gifted me with the gift of teaching. Uh, same thing with this, with I have a strong gift of of, of mentorship and discipleship. Never would have known that until I got on my shell in college and actually did that and served in church. Um, so I, I, I think that that's an awesome uh, phrase of develop or die. Because it's, yeah. so, it's so true that you have a choice to allow this experience to develop you spiritually uh, or you, you're going to allow this experience to kill you spiritually. Yeah, but that's that's your choice. These are two choices. Uh, so I very much uh, love, enjoy, and think that's an awesome phrase to use. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Uh, so, so Garrett, uh, for those who maybe want to get in contact with you to kind of talk, maybe talk more about this topic or just more about what you're doing uh, when it comes to helping develop uh, 
teens uh, and young adults when it comes to this concept of God's calling in your life, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Well, I'm very active on Instagram. So that's a that's a social media platform I'm always on. Facebook I'm on too, but uh, Instagram's kind of my go-to for interaction. But uh, and that's just Garrett W Low. But email's great too. Uh, Garrett at distantmentor.com. And Distant Mentor is the name of my website. One of the two of the things I'm extremely passionate about are leadership and spirituality. I think those two areas impact every area of life and work. And so if you can constantly be growing as a leader and growing in your faith, then I just believe God's going to do amazing things amazing things through you. And so I call my site Distant Mentor. It's kind of like a lighthouse image with the idea of mentoring people from a distance. So a lighthouse sends a warning. It has a light. It shapes the path for the next steps forward. And, and so I, I would just, you know, love to be a mentor uh, to anyone, even if it's from a distance, even if it's from email or or whatever. So distantmentor.com is the website. I'm transferring over a lot of my blogs right now onto my new platform, but the course is there. Uh, so they can, you can reach me through the website or through email, Garrett at distantmentor.com or Instagram. So, Well, Garrett, I just want to uh, thank you for taking your time out today and coming out on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. And if, uh, and if anyone visits the website, there's a free uh, six day devotional on top calling. So if you really want to dive into it more, um, you can get that devotional there and yeah, I'd love to talk more further with anybody who's interested and, and I just hope that it really gives clarity to, to this often mysterious topic of, of God's calling. And so glad to be on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me and yeah, I love what you're doing, man. If there's one thing that you can take away from what Garrett was talking about and apply it in your ministry, specifically uh, when it comes to uh, uh, seniors about to graduate, is this. uh, Train them to understand that God's calling is not just a feeling. I think that's the number one thing that people get mixed up in thinking that um, that their their calling has is wrapped up in the way they feel, and of course, feelings is part of it. But there's so much more than just feeling. Uh, there's obedience and other things that's wrapped around it as well. Uh, so, if there's one thing again, one thing that I would want you to leave with is to understand that God's calling is more than just a feeling, because our feelings can be deceptive. And sometimes our feelings are not even of God. Uh, So again, I'm really thankful for Garrett and what he's doing and kind of wrestling this question and even taking the time to teach this uh, to other students and even teach it uh, even across uh, other countries as well. So I'm very thankful for what uh, he is doing in his ministry. Now, Next week, we're going to be talking about something that is extremely important. And to be honest with you, most 
uh, youth ministries don't emphasize this at all, including me. Uh, but I, so you definitely do not want to miss next week. We're going to actually be talking about, um, again, something that's really important. So you don't want to miss next week's episode.